Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I'm facing obstacles all the time, but when you overcome them, it's so great. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. This episode's Women in Tech shout out goes to Felice Lazay. Felice, thank you for being a part of the We Are LA Tech and Women Tech team. We miss you. So glad you're pursuing everything in music and that you're still listening to the podcast and that you sent us that sweet note on Instagram. So glad that you'll be at the next podcasters meetup. Huge shout out to Felice Lazay. Be sure to check out her music and say hello to her on Instagram at F-E-L-I-C-E-L-A-Z-A-E. That's F-E-L-I-C-E-L-A-Z-A-E. Be sure to tell her that you discovered her via the Women in Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. So I watch a lot of YouTube. It's crazy. So today's personal spot is about my YouTube addiction, I guess. Do you guys have addictions? It's just crazy. Sometimes I can't even drive a car for 10 minutes because I just want to watch something on YouTube. It's so bad. But at the same time, like, I really like being up to date, if you could call it that. And so many people have said they've learned how to shoot entire films just via YouTube, never going to school. And so it's kind of like this weird conundrum, if that's even the right word, of there's things on YouTube that are really valuable and could really accelerate my life. And then there's a lot of just blah on YouTube that's BS that I shouldn't be watching. What are your thoughts on YouTube? Are you as obsessed with YouTube? I find myself even watching podcasts on YouTube more than on podcast apps. Like, I really like watching it. I'm not going to share which podcasts that I'm listening to because I'm so embarrassed. You guys would make fun of me for ages. But there's three podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly, maybe four on YouTube. I really enjoy it. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the next podcast that is audio only and not on YouTube. Maybe one day, maybe one day. All right. Bye. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to 
the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest who's coming at us from Athens, Greece. Welcome, Artemis. Hello. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you here. And we were just doing an Instagram live the other day. This is just so cool. And then we were on the SAE group. I mean, it's just all things you this week. Yeah, yeah, it, it happened like so quickly. <laughs> so crazy. So go ahead, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Artemis Stiga is my last name. I'm from Greece. Athens. Now I'm, I live and work in Athens. Grew up in another city, Lamia. Uh, the last uh, years I work as a web designer slash front-end developer. I also have like uh, my own inspiring project growing at the time and we're working very hard on it, CityWalks. I don't know, I'm here to talk more about maybe a journey that somebody can have in tech and find uh, opportunities, working opportunities in tech without having a computer uh, science degree like I did. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we can talk uh, more about that. Yeah, I think that's great to really showcase how you're able to get into the tech world without the traditional routes like a computer science degree. Let's talk about your journey. When did the beginning of your path into technology start? Were you inspired as a little girl? Were you inspired later in life? When did that first wave of oh curiosity about the tech world happen for you? For me, it happened in, a, in an older age, not that little, because I didn't have so many like inspirations or like people I could uh, admire as a child, because in my close background, there weren't people that were working in tech, not women, not men. They were yeah. doing like other professions. My major actually is in audiovisual arts. This is where my degree comes from. Uh, but like... After finishing my studies, I couldn't imagine myself uh, having a, a career in that field. So I started exploring what other options I could have. Right. So I continue my studies uh, in web design because my first degree was not so in tech. It was more traditional art history and photography and drawing and like more traditional arts. I continue with web design which was focused more on the designing interfaces of websites and applications. Right. And at that point, like uh, some developers were coming and also speaking about their job because web designers collaborate with developers so close. And then I saw that I had a glimpse of what they're doing and it seemed so interesting, like that not only they could like make these things work, like designers right. make all the pretty stuff and developers make it work. So it was really like fascinating for me. So at that point, I wasn't working in the industry. I was having like a waiter's job and also having more education, like I was right. continuing my education. And I started studying on my own, like with free courses that were available. And when I reached the point where I was feeling more confident in my skills, I wasn't that confident yet to find a job as a web designer right. or as a front-end developer. Right. I thought that an internship would be a good idea for me because you are not exactly an employee. You're something like between. You get paid less or not at all in my case. So I found a web design and development studio. At that point, they weren't looking for an internship. Right. But uh, I reached out 
we had an interview and somehow they thought that I would be a good fit for them and I could provide some value and like they would give me some extra knowledge. That was my deal. So that was a very important step for me because actually what a designer and front-end developer right. does when working. And I, I really liked it. I thought that it was really, it was the right path for me. I think internships are really overlooked as a part of the exploration process to find out what is the best fit if you really like it. Sometimes you envision that you'll like something and then when you actually do it, it's not the same thing. So it's a great place to have a playground in the professional world to mm -hmm. kind of test drive careers and see yes. which one may be the right fit. And I don't know, maybe like internships are not that uh, popular in Greece. I was seeing other people, like I was hearing other people's stories and hearing that internships were, uh, that were important for them to, yeah. to have the next step. And I was like... Okay, I can try that. I can also do it. And even though I was like in an older age, like I was about 28 yeah. when, I, when I did that, which is not like the usual age. You do the internship, usually happens in a younger age. Right. But it, I said it, it's okay because my path starts a little later in, in life. We don't right. always have to start at our 20s. Right. Actually, that was like... I was also feeling insecure about that because I was older and I was like, younger people have more knowledge. Maybe they have chosen earlier in life what right. they will do and I have to compete with them. But on the other hand, I was like, okay, you have to start at some point. Maybe right. you started later, but it's okay. And because that was giving me so much joy, like all the, the work, the results, like yeah. the work. And the result was giving me so much satisfaction. I was like, okay, I started later, but I can still evolve and learn and go further. And yeah. what's one huge obstacle that you feel like you've successfully overcome in your career? I feel that imposter syndrome. I'm still not 100% over it. Yeah, <laughs> but, me too. But <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm in a good, uh, good point because in the beginning I felt like I tricked the employee somehow, like I yeah. tricked people in the interview to hire me. Right. But that was a lie actually, because yeah. I did the work and everything was fine. I changed job in the pandemic, like my second job uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. And this is still something that I haven't completely overcome. Like when the, the job is so loading and there are still things that I don't know and I have to learn. Right. I'm like, oh, am I enough? Am I the right person for this job? Totally. It's like so stressful sometimes. It, yeah. it can be stressful. Yeah. But then I, I read about the, the issue that I have to solve and I understand yeah. it and I solve it. And I complete the task. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm the person for the job. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I, I can do it. <laughs> it. It's funny because for women as a culture, we feel like we need to know how to do everything first in order to feel confident in doing it. And as a culture, men just like, yep, I'll figure it out. And they just say yes to everything. But as a culture, just a stereotype. So it's interesting that, you know, you went through it. You're like, oh, I could do it. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it's like because I'm still a junior developer, I don't have mm-hmm. that much experience yet. I have trained myself to take credit for the small victories because right. small victories brings you to a bigger victory. Yeah. So like all the tasks that I daily complete and yeah. many, many of them like I haven't seen before because I trained myself like I know HTML, CSS, yeah. JavaScript, but these are not only the skills that I have to overcome. I have to use tools that I haven't used before. Some problems that I haven't think about before right. may come up. But yeah, I think the mindset is really important. Like we have to train ourselves to have the mindset that we can do it and we can yeah. overcome the obstacles that um, that appear in our way. I totally. think this, this is very important. I think that as for women, because I see that in other women as well, that we have to do everything and we have to be perfect at everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe men don't have it that much. It's not that they also have it. But I think they're dealing better with it sometimes. Yeah, I agree. But again, we don't know. We can't make that accusation across the board. But No, but no. Yeah, no, yeah. of course yeah. not. Who's someone who's been a mentor to you throughout your life? And like, what kind of guidance did they give you that has stuck with you? Like, for example... I think my mom is just badass. And she has said, every no is one step closer to a yes. And I think that that's a really cool perspective. Is there anybody in your life, a professional or personal, that's giving you some sort of business advice that has helped push you forward? I think I had three mentors in my life so far. Like the first one was my boss in the first internship. Yeah. That I really admired his job and the way he was working. And he was really patient with me and showing me a lot of things coding-wise. Yeah. The second mentor in my first job, the CTO, I was in the developers team and the CTO was really like taking care of all of us because there were like, we were a good team and he was encouraging us to help each other. We're really a team. He bonded us all together right. and he, he learned us like to evolve and help each other, which was like so important. And the th- third mentor, a woman from, a, um, it's like the first mentor that they have that is a woman. It's from a um, mentorship uh, program that yeah. I that I got lately like I won an internship mentoring am I spelling it correctly um, not exactly but I think we all know what you mean you, you <laughs> got, yes yeah. and we understand you you won yes. an opportunity to have a mentor yes. yes and I like I got like a prize for a program yeah. and yeah. I and I can and can have that and she's really helping me like understand many things in the phase that I am now in the work environment how yeah. I can communicate my needs as well in the team yeah because my needs were left a little bit behind because I think as a junior developer I don't have that much confidence to say no sometimes right and that is so important like you have to say no to some things totally and we also talk about how I can evolve my other project city walks and go to the next step tell us more about city walks like let's get into it first of all just in the middle of all this how can people connect with you that want to stalk you online? Uh, they can uh, contact me on Instagram. I will always uh, answer to that. Artemis.stiga. It's A-R-T-E-M-I-S dot S-T-I-G-A. 
Steve. Yes. Okay. And, yes. uh, and we'll have it in the show notes as well. So Instagram, anywhere else? Are you on LinkedIn? I'm on LinkedIn. It's cool. the same, but instead of dot, there's a middle dash. And on Facebook, uh, on the CityWalks page. Perfect. The uh, CityWalks Live. So you work as a full-time designer as well as you work at your own company. Am I understanding? So how do you manage your time between the two? It's not that easy, actually. <laughs> I'm still figuring that out. Uh, CityWalks is not a company yet. We have um, actually, we just signed our first collaboration. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. And it's going to be live soon, but I'm not allowed to talk about it until it's launched. I can tell you that it's something that's really interesting and it has a social impact as well. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting and it's something that's really close to my heart. I'm really happy about that. So uh, what does CityWalks do though? How, why should we be going to CityWalks.live? Okay, CityWalks, uh, you can come and like see walks from many cities in the world. And yeah. you can choose like uh, to see like if it will be day or night. And if you're going to see a city post or before yeah. COVID, COVID period. Mm, interesting. So you can see like how COVID has affected walking, like wearing masks and having yeah. less people on the streets. And that's really interesting. So City Walks is really a resource to get to know your city or cities that you're traveling to more, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. there are cities from around the world. Now it's like 84 videos and we keep uploading more. So cool. It's not like a hearing tour where you put on the headphones and you start looking no. around. It's no. it's a video tour. It's a video. You can uh, best see it from your computer. Not so, oh, like it wor- it Like works. if you want to get to know another city... Just mm-hmm. to kind of see what it's about. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Like the idea came in the first quarantine here in Greece, like uh, almost um, one year ago that we weren't able to travel and we love it so much. Yeah. So we said like, oh, this is a cool idea. You can like virtually travel and see other places. And it is actually so relaxing for me. Like, nice. I'm yes, I actually am co-creator. Uh, with my husband, Aristomenes Yuriopoulos. We are like both of that on yeah. that. That was actually our our like focus. We wanted everyone to be able to access it and yeah. travel when they cannot. So cool. So virtual traveling. Yes. Virtual yes. traveling. We're all waiting for COVID period to go away and be able yeah. to travel again. But I think this can also be an opportunity for people that maybe don't have the resources to visit everywhere. Totally. Or maybe if they want to go somewhere, maybe they can check before, like, do I yeah. want to go there or like maybe somewhere else? Totally. Mm. So Amazing. that's the, the idea around it. And there's a new question that I love to ask. What is one wish that you have and what is blocking you from attaining that wish? Like what's an obstacle, I should say, what's an obstacle in the way of attaining that wish? My wish is to be able to manage my time better 
because yeah. I haven't. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I was and- just, okay. You, uh, before we started the interview, I just had a meeting with my accountability coach and the entire meeting was like, I'm so over myself having excuses of why I'm not getting things done. I can't keep telling you I haven't gotten it done yet. You're my accountability coach. Like, you know. So we were talking about new methods that I could talk to him that would maybe be more beneficial for my personality type. But yeah, time management is a biatch. <laughs> Actually, yes. I like, I don't know. I feel tired all the time to tell you the truth, but yeah. I see other people that do so much more and I'm like, how do they do it? Like uh, people like you who create so much content, you have to create content for so many media. Yeah. I don't know. And with it's job funny. and everything... My- my project manager, Anitra, said the same thing. She's like, how have you been doing this yourself for so many years? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know. But okay, what's the obstacle that you'd say in the way of you having better time management? I think that experience is my obstacle at that point because I think the more experience you get at something, yeah, the less time you need to complete tasks and mm. manage your time as well, I think. So, mm. yes, I say to myself that the better I learn something, the less time I need to complete it. I'm in a position that I have to learn many things at the point, yeah. so I cannot hold back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give more. I'm going to be tired for a little more, yeah. but then it's going to be okay. Because I think there's like a diagram yeah. in your life. Yeah. That you're busier and then you find your peace somehow and then... It's more relaxed. Were you the Instagram live interview where I talked about Speechify? Because no. you said you wanted to learn more. Was that you? Ah, yes, 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 yes. Speechify yeah. from Google. Yeah, the Chrome extension. Yes, yes. Yeah, with yes. Speechify, it's free on Chrome and you could listen to the internet at two to three times the speed and you train yourself to be able to essentially learn faster. Actually, I'm yeah. like slow learner and I'm slow reader and I, I get <laughs> I need I, I don't know I'm slow in general like my biorhythm is like slow yeah. uh, because for example when I read with more pe- with other people I'm yeah. like okay wait I, I'm not finished yet but I have accepted that about it's okay me. maybe I, I can like yeah yeah, I will give Spotify a, a try. Why not? I think it's about experimenting with things. But I, the reason why I started to ask this question recently is because we have so many listeners listening around the world. It'd be so cool if someone is a time management expert, if someone does know how to help Artemis and how to improve her time management and help you through the obstacle getting in the way of having better time management, please connect with her because this is what yes. this podcast is about. It's about uniting all of us together to support and elevate one another. This is a selfish question that I ask on every episode because I'm in love with tools. What is your favorite tool? Software, hardware, mobile app? Visual Studio Code is my favorite. Which one? Visual Studio Code. Visual Uh, Studio Code. It's just for front-end developers. Yes, it's like an editor where you you code stuff. And I also like Canva so much for creating Mm. things for social media and for everything. Yeah, I agree. I would say those two. Is there anything that you wanted to share that we haven't covered? No, I just wanted to see if other people is listening who are in the beginning of their career. I, I want to say that there will be sometimes that it can be hard. Tech is amazing and all the things that you can do with it and with 
all the programs and all the technology, but it gets easier and it gets so rewarding and you will be the creator of so many things. You can be the creator of so many great things. So I would say never give up and always continue no matter what. I'm facing obstacles all the time, but when you overcome them, it's so great. It feels so amazing. Yeah. And I can promise everyone listening that you will continue to face obstacles every day. <laughs> like when you get past one obstacle, there's just another one like that you have to jump over. And everybody, you know, Artemis got into tech without a computer science degree. So there's so many different ways that you could explore the tech world. There's not one way to accelerate in your profession to get to that next level, to get into tech. There's so many different paths to take from an internship for exploration to traditional studying to maybe you just tinkered with it and you went to Google and YouTube University, or maybe you accessed, you know, the free coding camp or discovered a hackathon. Like there's no one route to do things. So don't let the quote unquote experts in the internets of the world tell you there's only one path and it's the best path. No, there's just the path that's best for you. Just like Artemis and I both have challenges with time management, like different solutions for different people. Maybe one solution is going to work for Artemis and the other solution is not going to work for me and vice versa. So really this life is a discovery process to see what the right path is for you and your individual journey. It's not about trying to copy one of us, just about being exposed to the resources that do exist. And so I really appreciate you sharing your story, Artemis. And thank you so much. Yes. You you described it like perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) When you say it, it sounds much better. (laughs) (laughs) I hope to see you in person. (laughs) Yes, me too. And thank you so much for having me. Like it's been great. And next time you come to Greece, we will definitely meet. No, I would love that. That'd be great. That'd be so cool. Definitely be sure to check out Artemis and all the City Walk profiles at citywalk.live. We'll include it in the show notes below. She has a Facebook, she has a Twitter. And so make sure to stay connected to citywalks.live. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world. Remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hello, this is Artemis Tiga from citywalks.live. I'm the co-creator. I come from Athens, Greece, and you are listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, with help from Janice Geronimo, edited by Corey Jennings, production and voiceover by Adam Carroll, and music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.